Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. For even the Son of Man, Jesus, did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Why do I stress he just didn't think about it? Here's the problem, and listen closely. As humans, we are often filled with good intentions. You know what that means. We have great intentions, but we don't follow through. Good intentions count for nothing. How many of us make promises on New Year's Day? How many of us have failed by Groundhog Day? (laughs) Don't raise your hands. Humankind seems to have the tendency to make promises we can't keep hardwired into our DNA. Pastor Mark is teaching from the book of Philippians, reminding us that we need to become like Jesus in every way, not just in what we'd call piety, the churchy stuff, but in every area of our lives. We're supposed to do what we can to further the kingdom of God, which includes helping one another. We need to move from empty promises to action. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Philippians chapter 2 with part 3 of his message, Christ Our Example. So we already know who Jesus is. What did Jesus do for us? So write this. Number one, Jesus came to earth to model a servant lifestyle for us. He came here to show us how to think. Quit just thinking about ourselves. Start thinking about others. And as I do that, I bring joy and happiness and fulfillment to my life. I don't get it. It's the upside-down world. It doesn't make sense to me. The world says, be happy, step on people. God says, no, just step down. And he stepped down from heaven to serve us. Now, very important you understand this. Notice Jesus didn't just think about coming to the earth. And when he got here, he just didn't think about serving. He actually left heaven and came to the earth. And when he got here, he began serving. He just didn't think about it. Notice this verse in Mark 10, 45. For even the Son of Man, Jesus, did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Why do I stress he just didn't think about it? Here's the problem, and listen closely. As humans, we are often filled with good intentions. You know what that means. We have great intentions, but we don't follow through. 
Good intentions count for nothing. Anybody here ever been on a diet? Or should I say, ever been on a hundred diets? Now, when we start, hallelujah, it's going to be great. 500 calories a day, no problem. I can do this. And some of us never even get off the starting block. You know what I mean? All we're doing is thinking about it. We're getting all the recipes. We're looking at it. Somebody calls you up. You want to go out to the buffet? Hallelujah, yes. Thank you, Satan. And off we go. Well, tomorrow. Because I got these three things this week. Thursday, I'll start. And we're just filled with... Am I relating to anybody here or not? Well, we're, we're just filled with good intentions. And we never follow through. When Jesus said he was coming to the earth, he came to the earth. When Jesus said he came to serve, he served. And I want to say this kindly to many of you this morning. Many of you are here and you're great people. And you have good intentions of serving in the kids ministry. You have great intentions of serving in the parking lot. We had a whole group of people at the Met last night that are going to go over to Orlando from our two campuses. Every other week they're going to Orlando. They're giving up their time to drive to Orlando to make that church plant really go. And a lady come to me after the service last night. She said, Pastor Mark, I was one of those people that meant to sign up, meant to come, had great intentions. Where do I go tonight? And she came to the meeting because she never followed through. Many of you last week signed up in the kids ministry. You're going to help. And that's as far as it will go. Pretty soon we start the marriage teaching. Enjoying marriage on the river of life. It'll start September, the very first week. Now, many of you are going to have attentions inviting a friend, a neighbor, a co-worker, somebody who's been struggling in their marriage, or a young couple just trying to figure out what marriage is all about. And you have great intentions, but many of you, actually most of you, will never follow through. Good intentions. By the way, I'm like you. I'm like you. I'm not just speaking to you. Good intentions count for nothing. So I want to challenge you this morning. When God speaks to you to do something, Take the serve me off and follow through. Whoever you are this morning, whatever God is speaking to you right now, that's God. And he's saying to you, yeah, you did do that, didn't you? It's time simply to follow through. What do I mean by that? Next thing you want to write is simply this. Servant attitude equals servant action. It's an attitude moves into action to make it useful. Now, if you start serving because you have to, don't even start. Because it will never work. See, if somebody else is putting you on the diet, it will never work. You have to want to step forward and lose the weight or exercise or whatever else. So we have to give up our rights because I know somebody said, well, Pastor Mike, if I'm going to drive all the way to Atlanta, you know, it's like in 40 and 55 minutes, the gas is going to cost me. Hello? Did it cost Jesus to leave heaven to come here? Is it going to cost you and I to serve people? Absolutely. Is it worth it? Yes. That's where we don't get it. You see, 
If I save my life, Jesus said, I lose it. But if I lose my life for him, I gain it. But we don't get it because it's upside down thinking. But it's biblical thinking. It's biblical thinking. Now, why did Jesus come to earth? Not just to be a model of how we serve one another. Here's the big one. Write this. Jesus came to earth to provide sinful man the only way back to holy God. He did a lot more than simply serve mankind while on the earth. Jesus, who had no sin, humbly went to the cross, and he became sin for us so that we can be saved from eternal damnation. He willingly submitted He willingly obeyed. He had the mindset of serving the Father. And he obeyed the Father and died a cruel death on the cross. Now, there's a great verse that I'm going to put up that shows you how that works and what that looks like. Look at Hebrews 2, 17. And by the way, I don't have time this morning. But verse 18 is another great application. Let me just talk to you a minute before we dissect this verse. Jesus came to the earth as a human so we could know, we could know that he experienced the hurts that we do, the temptations that we do, the frustrations with people like we do, and he overcame it. See, he didn't come as God, like I said, no problem with anything. He came as a man. Did Jesus ever hurt? Well, how would you feel when Judas betrays you? Did Jesus ever cry as a human? Lazarus died. Was Jesus ever tempted? Over and over and over again. So he can experience our frustration. Was he ever frustrated at his disciples? You'll see in our next passage, really frustrated. So wherever you're at this morning, Whatever you're going through, Jesus has already gone through it. He can relate to you. And by the way, he's your solution. Look at this verse. Hebrews 2.17. Therefore, it was necessary for him, Jesus, to be made in every respect like us, fully man, his brothers and his sisters. So that, for this reason, He could be our merciful and faithful high priest before God. See, we don't go to God directly. We go through Jesus. There's one mediator between holy God and sinful man. The man, Christ Jesus. So he became our high priest. Then he could offer a sacrifice that would take away the sins of the people. Holy God, sinful man. I need a mediator to take me, to take me to God. What do the world religions have? If you remove Jesus, what do they have? There's no one. There's no one. Muhammad wasn't sinless. There's no one. If Jesus isn't God, then Jesus can't provide salvation. Because he couldn't have come sinless. So there is no way to get to God. Jehovah's Witness, Mormons, Muslim, start the other religions of the world. Hinduism, Buddhism, 
Confucianism? Just use some name. There's no one. There's only one mediator. The man, Christ Jesus, who was fully God. That's very clear. We're not knocking other religions. We're just telling you what the truth is. You can't have your cake and eat it too. People say, well, all ways lead to God. 100% wrong. But you're going to hear more. Your kids will be bombarded with that at school. And in the world. Parents, you need to be able to explain it. That's what Paul's doing today. That's why this passage is incredibly rich. It shows us what God did for us. Now, turn with me, if you will, to John chapter 13. John chapter 13. We'll start in verse verse 1. This is just before Jesus uh, goes to the... Just before Jesus goes to the cross... Verse 1, it was just before the Passover feast, Jesus knew that the time had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. So Jesus knew he had come here just for a period of time, those 33 years. Having loved his own, you and me, who were in the world, he now showed them, starting with his passage and, of course, the cross, the full extent of his love. Now, the evening meal was being served. So they're in this room, upper room maybe, around this big table. Evening meal was being served. And notice who's at the meal. And the devil had already prompted Judas Iscariot, son of Simon, to betray Jesus. Now, Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. And, of course, he was God. So he got up from the meal. He took off his outer clothing. And he wrapped the towel around his waist. And after that, Jesus poured water in a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. What did that picture look like? What was that kind of like? Well, you can picture, normally in those days, everybody wore sandals. Your sandals got, your feet and your sandals got dusty. So when you would walk into a house, there'd be a household servant that would do this customary washing of the dusty feet before a meal. For whatever reason, for whatever reason, there was no servant in the room to wash all their feet. So here they all are, Jesus included. They're waiting to be served. But they know somebody should be washing the feet. So what are all of them thinking? How did the disciples get along sometimes? Why don't you you make the first move and wash the feet there, Peter? I'm not washing your feet. I don't even care for you. You say, well, that's an exaggeration. No, remember, remember some of these types of I'm going to be on your right and left. And the other ten like, well, where, what are we, chicken feed here? So you can see them going, I'm not making a first move. You, you are the feet. That's, that's for a sir, that ain't for me. Now, what was Jesus thinking at that moment? I believe he was hurt. What had he been teaching his disciples for three and a half years? You're not to be like the world. You're to serve one another. They didn't get it yet. Don't be too hard on the disciples. Here we are 2,000 years later. Pastor Mark, serve me. 
So as they sat there in this uncomfortable moment, what did Jesus do? Took off the napkin. He got up. He stuck it, took his outer coat off. He stuck it in his undercoat, took a basin, water, and he began to wash the feet and dry the feet with this. What was happening in the mind of the disciples at that moment? If you and I were there, what would you be thinking? As he came to your feet, and he's, what would you be thinking? I'd been miserable, wouldn't you? Think about this. The God who made the feet, the God who made the water, was washing their feet. Now we know in the passage, Peter gets it wrong again. We don't have time. But Peter says, you're not washing my feet. You said, if I don't wash your feet, you have none apart of me. Then give me a whole bath. Give me a whole bath. But see, they didn't get it because they were still doing this. Serve me. Let me ask you this morning. This or this or maybe even this. That's the attitude. That's what Jesus was thinking. That is our role model. What keeps us from doing that? Wrong thinking. It's all about me. Well, look in verse 12. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and he returned to his place. And he said this, do you understand what I've done for you? He asked them, you call me teacher and Lord, rightly so, for that is what I am. Now, That I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet. You should also wash one another's feet. What was he saying? That we should practice foot washing? And some people do that, and that's fine. It's very humbling, actually. No, that's not what he's teaching. He's teaching an attitude. He says, quit thinking about yourself. Quit being selfish. And he says, do you understand what I am doing? So what did he do when he got up? Really, in in the way I'm thinking about it, he took this cloth off. And let's just say you're there. I'm there. He took it off and he said, do you you understand what I'm doing? Now go do it. And I want to say this morning to all of us at CCM, do you understand what Jesus just said to us? Go do it. Go serve. Deny yourself. Take up your cross. And lovingly and willingly follow him. Do whatever he asks. Then your joy will be full. Then comes purpose and meaning. Die to self and serve God. I know thousands of you are already doing that. Thank you so much. That's what makes this campus and all of our campuses alive with God. Because we're thinking like God. But some of you have not got it yet. Pastor Mark, serve me. I will. It's my privilege. But I want to tell you, unless you take it off and begin serving, you'll never be fulfilled and happy. You'll be, no, I want, I like people. You'll never be fulfilled. The joy comes in serving. Now, when he, 
Let's say he gave this to Peter. He said, Peter, here it is. Peter probably said this. Well, why are you giving me your cloth? In the rest of this passage for the next few chapters, Jesus says this. Pete, I'm giving you this because I'm not going to be here on the earth but a few more days. Well, what do you mean? Well, I'm not just going to serve by washing feet. I'm going to lay my whole body down. I'm going to serve God through my death. And I'm going to humble myself even to the death of a miserable cross. You see, Jesus came to earth to show us to move from this to this to maybe even this at times. But more importantly, he came to lay that down to go to the cross for you and for me. Hebrews 12, 2 says it like this. What was he thinking when he went to the cross? Look at it. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy... That was set before him. He endured the cross. He despised the shame. He sat down at the right hand of the throne of God when he got back to heaven. See, Jesus knew that by dying on the cross, he was fulfilling the work that God had sent him to do. That brought joy to him. Jesus knew that he had lived his life in the perfect will of God and remained sinless. That brought joy to him. But the real joy that was set before him was billions of people who would find their way back to God. Sinless man would accept the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ as the only way back to a holy God. When Jesus went to the cross, he was thinking of you. The last thing I want you to write today is this. Jesus died on the cross Because you were worth it. Jesus left heaven, came to this earth as a man for you. You were worth it. Now, if we'd spend a few moments just thinking about that, we might have to get up and do a little dance. Do you know why you're going to be in heaven? For the joy set before him. Who is the joy? You. He saw you coming to faith. He saw you believing. That brought him great joy. There's joy in heaven when one comes back to Christ. I don't believe we'll ever capture it here. I'm trying. When I get to heaven, I think we'll get it. When we're there forever, not because we were good enough, nobody could ever be. When we're there forever, we are definitely going to get it. And that's why around the throne, we're going to be kneeling. You'll learn that next week, the second part of this great passage. We're going to kneeling because one day every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. It's going to be amazing. Today, Pastor Mark taught about walking the talk rather than just spouting words so we can feel better about ourselves. We were reminded that Jesus stepped up when it was clear that the only way for mankind to be rescued from the fall was for him to come here and then die in our place. 
It's up to us to follow his example in our selflessly giving to those around us. There's so much to learn from Pastor Mark's current series, so be sure to join us again. In the meantime, we'd like to offer you a CD copy of today's message for your own archives or for you to share with friends and family. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on Order a Message at the top of the page. There you'll be asked for the mailing information and be sure to include today's date. Each CD costs $5 to cover materials and shipping. Again, to order your CD copy, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com. This concludes the teaching Christ Our Example. Next time, Pastor Mark will begin the message, The Name of Jesus, Confess and Bow. We will be taught the necessity of humility in our serving and why it's so hard to maintain that attitude. We'll learn what the Bible has to say about having a servant's approach and our need to submit ourselves to the Lordship of God in our daily living. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team, your lessons for living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. Together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.